And welcome back to the Livingston Parish News Weekly Show, a podcast brought to you by the Livingston Parish News. My name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news, and this is Group Therapy. It's a time when I get to sit down with these two gentlemen, who are the my fellow editors here at the paper. And we talk about what's going on in Livingston Parish. And you'll have to excuse me. I used to wear glasses, and I keep trying to fiddle with them, and I don't have them anymore. So I'm going to let these two guys introduce themselves. We're going to start on the viewer's right. That me? Oh, yeah, usually yeah. points. This point, is David point, Gray, point. news writer, photographer with the Livingston Parish News. And on the left? Hey, this is Rob Arman, sports editor with the Livingston Parish News. All right, thank you both. And uh, we're going to start with Rob, who just introduced himself. Actually, before we get started with that, I do want to mention one thing. Uh, if you have a chance, please go to our website, www.livingstonparishnews.com backslash podcast, or you can read the follow-up write-up that Mr. David Gray did. We had an interview with the superintendent of schools here in Livingston Parish last week talking about a millage renewal coming up. Early voting will start this Saturday, so please check that out. Plenty of information on that. So now we're going to move over to Rob, who is talking. uh, Haven't quite gotten into, uh, uh, not volleyball, softball and baseball. We will, but only once things wrap up this week with basketball. So the Walker boys are the only ones left. They will play tonight. We'll get to that in just a second. Let's start tough losses to bump Albany and Walker girls out of the semifinal. So tell us about those two games. Um, we'll start with Albany. Uh, played last week um, on Wednesday. Uh, they they were able to cut it down uh, or actually take a lead with about uh, almost two minutes left, and uh, Wasman just kind of pulled away from them. It's one of those things where uh, you look at that team and they're young. No – no seniors on that team, so they're they'll all be back. Uh, it's one of those things where you, you kind of watch the team grow, kind of come together, and and uh, it's like I talked about last week. I asked Coach Roos, "Is like, hey, do, do they know what's happening here? Do they know what they're doing?" And and she kind of said, "That's a good question." Um, but at you know at the end of the day, it was like one of those deals where she said we we knew we'd have to rebound well, and uh, we had one of those nights where we we picked a, just a bad night to to not shoot so well. Uh, and those things kind of came into play for them in, in that game. But like I said, uh, that, that whole team will be back. Uh, so they've got something to shoot for, something to work for, uh, and I'm sure that will motivate them heading in. Sure. And let's pop over to Walker. <clears throat> uh, Walker, uh, uh, just one of those things, they played Punchatula, who wound up winning the state championship in, in a double overtime thriller there uh, at the university center. Uh, got behind uh, real early, and I, the key for Ponchatoula, I think, was uh, when I t- when I talked to Coach Arnold afterward. I asked him, I said, "You know, you guys got down before in the previous round. What was different?" He said, uh, "They they didn't miss many shots. I think they went ten for sixteen in the the first quarter." Uh, and the big part was uh, Ponchatoula's, I guess, role players were were hitting shots, which was something they had not seen and in, 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 I guess when you're going to bring it in a state tournament game uh, that that's the time to come, you know. Uh, Walker's able to kind of cut it down. I think they cut it to four at one point, if I believe. Uh, and then uh, Punch Tool, I think, went six for six at the line over a stretch just to kind of pull away. So, just uh, you know, tough losses for both teams because it's, uh, it's one of those things when you were reading about it uh, after when I was reading your stories, you know, neither one of those coaches really had a whole lot of criticisms of their team. It was just it was good basketball. It's like you you played well. There's nothing you know. There's nothing you you can hang your head on and say we 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 didn't do this or we didn't do that. You know, and and you know, and, and talking to uh 
you know, I, with with uh, Caitlin Travis, she'll be back for Walker, you know, and that that's the goal. She said we 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 have no idea what, or we have the idea that we'll be back in this situation again. So that they're already already focused. I know both of the coaches, uh, Coach DeRoos and Coach uh, Arnold, may post on on Facebook just saying, hey, you know, this is we we start working now for next year. So sure. it it never stops for them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we still have, uh, our, I say we, uh, you know, the parish still has one team left. They play tonight. That's going to be Walker Boys. Who do they play? North Shore. North, ooh, okay. Uh, give us a little preview of that game, and you'll be heading over there. So, uh, I, we get through with this. I'm going to check some stuff out, and I'm headed that way. Um, yeah, uh, they've got North Shore. Uh, for, it's, uh, they went on the road last week twice and knocked off some of the, the higher-sheeted teams and, you know, and talking to – one of them was an overtime win to get here over Rustin. Uh, you know, talking to Coach Skiro about it, you know, I, I said, what what does that tell you about that team that they're able to do that? And he gives that shows you how good they are. Um, I think this is their first trip to the the state tournament uh, for Walker. It's their fifth straight. So you got to look at that. And I, I told him on the flip side, it's not like you guys haven't played anybody either. So you've got Scotlandville, which won the championship in their division last week. And then Zachary is still here as the number one seed in 5A. So they played both of those teams, and and like I said, Zachary's still in it too. So it's, but he said they set up their schedule to be in this situation that they're in right now. So we're gonna be uh, remember to follow Rob on Twitter. Uh, he will be giving updates of that game. It's at Burton. Yes, Burton Coliseum on uh, Nichols campus. No, not Nichols. McNeese. McNeese. Yes. I always get those two backwards. I am sorry to uh, McNeese and Nichols Nich- fans. Nichols is Thibodeau. I know. I know. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, Southeastern Nichols McNeese. I always get I, Southeastern. I always get right. Those other two, for whatever reason, I keep getting them backwards. So you'll be heading to Lake Charles this afternoon. We wish you safe travels, and uh, please remember follow Rob on Twitter and check our Facebook page for updates. Moving over to Mr. David, uh, kind of a, a denim centric show today. Uh, just a lot of things going on in denim. We already talked about the Millage podcast. Please go back and watch that. David actually sat in the studio as we recorded that. Popped off a couple of questions. Uh, Always appreciate him uh, sitting in on that because he's the one attending the school board meeting, so he had some good stuff. Today, going to talk a little more about denim. First and foremost, let's talk about uh, what was described as a phenomenal response to the Spring Park buyout program. If you're interested in that program, we do have a podcast about that as well, as well as several stories that David's written. Uh, But tell us a little bit about the update on that. Well, the update, and for those who don't know, the Spring Park uh, Biot Initiative is part of the Louisiana Watershed Initiative, and it's basically, it aims to turn flood-prone areas into wetlands to, you know, to hold uh, flood water in the case of big rain events, and the Spring Park neighborhood, which had a lot of flooding in August 2016, uh, is the area that was selected for Denham Springs. Uh, Denham Springs was one of seven places chosen about the state, I believe, with $10 million uh, reward. So there are, uh, as of right now, they're still in priority zone one for applying. They've received 40 applications so far for priority zone one, which was uh, uh, what the mayor called a phenomenal response. Uh, A lot of residents in that area have submitted uh, their survey as as well as applications. And, you know, and just to remind people, this doesn't just apply to homeowners. You know, people who are renting can also apply for this. And it basically, the point is to move people out of dangerous areas that are prone to flooding, that are going to have high, you know, flood insurance rates. 
that where the property value might, you know, go as the years go on, especially with uh, risk rating 2.0, you know, the property value might continue to go down in these areas. So the point is to move people out of these areas and give them some money to be able to buy another home in an area that is not prone to flooding. So, yeah, as of right now, they've had a, a phenomenal response to Maristad, and this is a, a program that he is uh, fully behind. The building official, Rick Foster, has stated he's fully behind this program. This is the best one that they've seen. So, uh, yeah, that was just kind of the update from the, uh, excuse me, to the city council in the recent meeting that they had. Also, uh, another uh, point going on in Denham, a very interesting uh, undercover operation, which has yeah. led to um, uh, trying to, I guess you could say, update the ordinance or maybe craft a new one uh, with regard yes. to massage parlors. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, as well. First of all, there's no ordinance specifically tailored to massage parlors in Denham Springs. So that this would be the first of its kind. Uh, and basically, yeah, you kind of hit it right there. There was a, there were, uh, some people might, uh, recall that there was a undercover operation in East Baton Rouge Parish that, uh, there was multiple massage powers that were arrested for basically advertising, uh, sexual practices, I guess is the, uh, uh PG-13 way to say it. Uh, and one of those, uh, and that, that kind of like, Linda uh, came over to Denham Springs. Uh, not all of them were in Denham Springs doing that, but that same sort of thing was happening where there was three massage parlors in Denham that were advertising, you know, uh, they were offering sexual practices for for customers and uh, the police uh, department, Denham Springs Police Department, they, they basically were able to corroborate that. And so they shut down those massage parlors and now the city is trying to find ways to prevent that from happening in the future uh with this new ordinance uh it was supposed to be talked about in the meeting on march 8th but because they weren't able to get the public notices in in time for a public hearing that will be march 28th whenever they decide on this ordinance or you know defer to another time but so yeah so right now they're just you know some basic rules like you know no massages between 9 p.m and 7 a.m the front of the of win the front windows that face major streets, sidewalks, and that sort of stuff has to be visible uh, coming in, so that you know because a lot of the th a lot of what they found was some of these massage parlors had the curtains drawn, you couldn't see inside, and you know that just you know lends to more secrecy, and that's kind of what this ordinance is trying to do away with, keep the legitimate businesses open while also getting rid of the ones that are you know bringing these sort of activities to the city. So, going to be interesting to so, see yeah. what happens later in March. Uh, so, last but certainly not least, there was one other story. Why can't I think of it off the top of my head? Uh, Nick Toulye is being right. recognized by the by the Denver Springs Kiwanis Club. Uh, Denver Springs Kiwanis Club recently, uh, a few years ago, they actually honored Nick Toulye with this award. And for those you who don't remember, Nick Toulye was one of the officers that were shot during the attack on law enforcement in 2016. Uh, shortly after the, after yes, it was after the Alton Sterling, uh, you know, when there was, uh, you know, tensions were high between the public and law enforcement at the time, and he was one of the six officers that were shot. Three were fatally shot. Three were injured. Two of them have since recovered. While Nick Toulier still deals with his injuries, uh, and he was a Denham Springs graduate, Denham Springs native. His family moved back to Louisiana a few years ago. 
Well, the Dennis Rings Qantas Club has renamed its Service Above Self Award to the Nick Toulier Service Above Self Award. And uh, uh, people can nominate law enforcement officers for this award. And it was just another way of, you know, the, the a local civic organization showing its support for Nick Toulier, who, you know, continues to, there's an army of uh, prayers out there, they call themselves. 61,000 people follow the Nick Toulier strong facebook page and you know every day he you get updates from his family on his condition what he's dealing with and they always you know ask for prayers and you know you see the comments on these posts i mean he has a lot of people that are out there rooting for him every day and uh the Quantas club just was another example of that sure so uh we are going to wrap it up there uh we got to get rob on the road here and plus david and i have places to be so Going to let you guys introduce yourself real quick, starting on the viewer's left. Hey, this is Rob DeArmond, sports editor with the Livingston Parish News. All right. And it's David Gray, news writer with the Livingston Parish News. And my name is McHugh David, publisher and editor in the news. Appreciate you guys out there joining us. Want to remind you folks, please follow Rob on Twitter uh, for those updates from that semifinal boys game. That'll be tonight. Supposed to start at 730. We're not real sure yeah. if it will or not. Uh, time will tell, of course. A lot of times with those kind of games, they'll they'll start when they start. So please be on the lookout on Twitter. We'll also be having some updates on Facebook. Obviously, this is the last team before we move into spring sports. Please remember the news is on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. We are once a week in print on Thursdays. That's $7 a month to get that in your mailbox. We're also online, www.livingstonparishnews.com. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.